right, well, again, it's good to have everybody here. We're sitting here in a little bit different atmosphere than what we're used to. Uh, but the reality is, is we're two or more gathered in my name, right? Amen. And so that's what it takes, you know. So Lord laid on my heart a couple, uh, I don't know if it's been a couple weeks or a couple months. <laughs> but, you know, I asked Daddy, I said, you, know, you know, I said, Lord, just kind of laid on my heart. And I kind of, we didn't really set a date or anything. And I said, well, Daddy, pray about it. He's like, well, Daddy, you know, Daddy's he's a little shy and he's, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he said, well, son, I don't have nothing to say unless the Lord gives me something to say. I was like, well, Daddy, you always got something to say because the <laughs> Lord is always speaking through you, uh, especially to me. And Daddy's been such a, uh, you know, not to leave anybody else out of this, because don't get me wrong. But Daddy's been such a huge inspiration into in me. You know, my mama's prayed for me a lot. My daddy's prayed for me a lot. You know, and it's kind of like I tell my girls, and you really don't realize this until you get a little older. And you know, nobody's praying for you like your mom and daddy is. Amen. Nobody is. Because what do they want for you? They want the very best that there is for you out there. Yes. And, you know, so mom and daddy's prayed for me a lot. And so I've prayed for my kids a lot as well so so just to put that out there um so so what we're going to do today is we're going to continue in our series and when we're talking about fellowship 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 with the king so today will be part five of this series uh, my intention was, was to be like three or four parts but god had so much more in mind than what i had in mind here and uh so I, i'm gonna make sure that i take a a, a back seat uh, a little bit here today if I could because I gotta I gotta tone it down I didn't put as much into my scriptures uh, as I typically would each week uh, because I wanted to give the Holy Spirit time to speak through dad uh, today or brother brother Rex uh, if you would that way um, so so just to kind of just to touch base real quick can anybody tell me what fellowship is? Well, what was Pastor James's definition for fellowship? Like a relationship? It's like a relationship. Mutual relationship is a mutual movement. Mutual Having the same thing in mind. Walking hand in hand at the same pace with the same intentions. And uh, so don't it make things go a lot smoother when everybody else is on the same page? Amen. So, so what would make us think or what would make us feel anything different other than that fellowship with God, being on the same page with Him, having the same thing in heart that He wants for each and every one of us? And, and so many times, I'll be honest, I've missed that. I've missed those opportunities to walk hand in hand with Him, even at times where He's spoken things to me and it things that made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's things that I didn't want to do. But the reality is, is, is we've heard my analogy or we've heard the analogies that people that are dead in the casket, they have no self-awareness. They have no self-esteem. Mm -hmm. they, they have no, no uh, view of who they are because why? They're dead. They're dead. They're dead to themselves. Yeah. And so, so when we die to selves, 
then the reality is, is we can no longer care. We can, it doesn't matter what we look like before people. That's why I just, I don't mind just being broken before y'all. I mean, I just, that last song just like, just really hit me hard. Because when you think about, when you just really think about what he's done. Amen. Yes. And, and that he didn't, it didn't have to be done no more because, you know, all the way up until this point, they had to make a sacrifice every single year to atone for their sins. But when Jesus came, there was no more atonement that was ever needed. His blood covered it all. Covered it it all. covered every single thing that needed to be covered for us. So, so before I, <laughs> uh, so, so just getting back to the point, I don't mind being broken before everybody because it's not really you that I'm broken before, it's that I'm broken before Amen. God. Amen. And, and so when we're broken before God, you know, kind of we talked about the parable of the sower this morning, uh, just very briefly, is that when when soul is broken, then the seed can be planted. Yeah. So, so that was the challenge for each one of y'all here today. Each one of the challenge for each one of you in your walk every day is to be broken before God. To, and when, man, when we're just, we're broken, God can do so much with what's broken. Yes. Because what's broken, you know, when you think about sometimes to, to, to instead of renovating a house, what do you do? You tear it down and you start over, but you can't start over or you can't rebuild until it's torn down. Yeah. So when we're torn down, when we're broken down, when we allow all of these strongholds in our lives to be broken down, then God can rebuild the very thing that he's always wanted to build in each one of us. And uh, for me, I've just seen that taking place so much in the past few years in my life. And God has just been so good. He's been so faithful. And uh, so so anyways, without further delay, we're just going to, excuse me, we're just going to move on forward. And, and this week we're going to be talking about <laughs> the fellowship of revelation revelation uh so before i get too much into talking about revelation i want us to to lay some scripture out here today and um uh, this is the only scripture that i gave dad but to be honest with you most of what we'll collaborate today will come from this from this very set of passage here so i'll be reading in the esv uh, and you can read along on your screen. We'll be reading from uh, from the book of John. And who was John? He was the beloved. He was the beloved disciple, the one that Jesus loved. And it doesn't mean that Jesus didn't love any of them any any less or any differently. It's just the way John presented himself to Jesus. And and so that love became mutual. So if you ever notice when you read through the book of John, John wrote so much passion. Yeah. He was very passionate about his relationship with Jesus Christ. So follow along with me in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. And he said, here's what Jesus said. So if you have a red letter Bible, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be in red letters. And red letters mean what? Jesus spoke it. Jesus spoke it. So if Jesus spoke it, then that means we need to put emphasis yeah. on this. So, let, so follow along with me. We'll be reading in the ESV version. He said, if you love me, you will. Was this optional? No. Recom was it recommended? Did he suggest it? No. It, it, it was 
It's a must do. Yeah. There, there, uh, so again, we're going to go back to our series or our part of the series about fellowship of remaining. So you, we're either going to be torn from the branch that gives, you know, that all of the sources flow through of life, or we're going to be pruned. So, so here's here's a part of this pruning that, that's going to take place. And and if this thing right here isn't applied in your life, then the reality is is you don't belong. And remember we read in John, matter of fact, he said this in the very next chapter, in chapter 15 and verse 6, he said that all these branches that aren't producing, he called them useless. Yeah. And they're no good but for one thing. What was that one thing? To be burned. To be burned. To be, to be fired. Fired. <laughs> I'm not firing nobody here today. <laughs> can, can, I, can I share something? Yes, go ahead. In the Passion Translation, I love this. It said, loving me empowers you to obey my command. Oh, wow, that's good. Loving me empowers you to keep my commandments. And that's not just the Ten Commandments. That's his whole word. That's, that is so good. I that's... mean, that, to me, that was like revealed knowledge. If I love God, then that empowers me to walk and obedient to his word. Right. And do you notice the word that he said in there? It said that it empowers you. What do we say empowerment was last week? God's grace. God's grace. So, I mean, like, it's all laid out right here, right before us. And sometimes it's like, why don't you know what one plus one equals? It's because we're trying to look for a different answer yeah. when there's only one answer. One answer. And his name is Jesus. That's so good. Man, we, we're already preaching and we're only on verse <laughs> 1. Let's continue on to verse number, uh, verse number 16. He said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. The Greek word for that help, word helper is parakletos. And, and we've talked about it in times past, and we may touch on that here uh, a little bit today. He said, I will give you another helper to be with you forever. 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 For, okay. <laughs> it's a little fun when my girl's here and he said to, to be with you forever he said even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him so he made this equivalent is that because he's not seen he's not revealed yeah he's not revealed he's not been made known because he's you know because they can't see him nor do they know him. Let's continue on to uh, uh, let's continue with verse 17. He said, you know him. He said, you, you know him. He was talking to the disciples. Who were the disciples again? And we ain't talking about just the 12, but he's talking about Brother James, yeah. Brother uh, brother Rex. Brother James, he is James, by the way, because I'm a junior. But Brother Rex, Brother James, uh, Sister Marissa, and the list goes on to, so to those people are the ones that he is speaking to. So, so these words are addressed to us. He said, you know him, for he dwells in you, he dwells with you, and will be in you. Yet a little while, everybody say a little while. A little while. And the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, because I live, you also will live. Verse 20, and he said, in that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keep it. keeps them. What does to keep mean? To remain. To remain. 
if his word remains in you. Come on, somebody help me preach here this Amen. morning. So, so whoever has my commandment and keeps them, he it, he it is who loves me. So in other words, what is that? That's the proof that you love him. Yes. The the Richie, the proof is not that's not that you love your wife by saying I love you. The proof is by what? Obedient. Showing her yeah. the way that you're living it. So 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 love is evident. So God is not again we you know we've talked about this throughout the year, is that love is not called to a feeling of love, but a an action of love. And that's what agape is. God's called us to agape, the perfect love. And uh, so we continue here. It's uh, verse 21. We'll continue to say, Whoever has my commandment keeps him. It is who who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest. manifest. So we stop here for a minute. Is it manifest myself? Manifest means to reveal to make known. Yeah. So let me continue here. Verse 22, and it said, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Jesus, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him. He said, if, if anyone loves me, he will keep my commandments and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the words that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Let us pray. Daddy, will you lead us in prayer, sir? Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this privilege. We thank you for thank your you love Jesus. that you've shown us, Father, by paying for our sin debt that we owed. Lord, we were separated from you because of our sin, but you loved us so much, Father, that you went to that cross. You paid that sin debt, Lord that we could be in relationship with a holy God. Lord, we just forever thankful to you, Father. We can do nothing of ourselves, but we thank you that the Holy Spirit that lives in us, that leads, guides us, and directs us in all truth. Lord, we just praise you for this day. Lord, let everything to be said today that would bring glory and honor to your name. Lord, it's not about us, but it's all about you, Lord. As we have given ourselves, as we have surrendered ourselves, and say, Lord, here I am, use me for your glory. And Lord, that's what we desire today, is to share your word, to share your heart with your people. Give us ears to hear and a heart to be able to receive what you have for yes. us today, Lord. Let every word be seasoned with grace and with love. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for this privilege. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord. And we give you the glory for everything that's going to be done in your name. Yes, Lord. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So so as we just move back for, for just a moment, and I want to highlight on verse 17, but this time I want to read this in the NLT version, which is, which is New Living Translation. Okay, and here's what it says in verse 17. Do we have a slide for that? Yes, we do. He said, he said, and he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives in you now and later will be in you. So so when we when we look at the word truth here, because he's been known as the spirit of truth. And so so and I know we're talking about revelation here today. And, and if you'll if you'll if you'll follow along with us a little bit today, uh, we'll be a little academic and we'll try not to bear your patience much today. But but I want to talk about this word truth, this word truth here for for just a moment. And the Greek word for truth is uh, aletheia, 
and aletheia, which means true, truth, reality, unveiled reality, agreeing with an appearance or the manifested. So, so if, if I was to, man, I probably, I, I'm, I'm gonna spoil this one already. If 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 I did that right there, maybe if I would have came in here today, and if this would have been covered up by a rag you might would have thought that it was a water bottle, right? But see, what happens is that truth just revealed. So, so, so before we can have revelation, we got to understand what truth is. Yes. So, and the truth is, is that Jesus is the Christ. Yes. He's the Yeshua Amashia. He's the he's the Messiah. Uh, he's the the true Son of God. He is the living God. He is the one that that died for our sins, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he was the one that resurrected for our sins or resurrected from the dead, and that He ascended into the Father. And, and the truth is 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 accepting this as being absolute. Yeah. So so this this right here is what's going to reveal or bring truth. To what's going to be revealed in our life. So again, Pastor James is going to go back and he's going to place the emphasis. Now, you're going to agree with me that I do say this every week: the importance about reading God's Word, yeah. being in God's Word. So without somebody raising their hands, think about this in your head: Did you read God's Word this week? Did you read it more than one time this week? Did you read it more than two times this week? Did you read it every day this week? So with you answering that question in your head, even those that may be viewing us online or listening to us via podcast, uh, you can answer that same question for yourself. So so how else are you going to get revelation unless you understand what Amen. truth is? Amen. So so you're not going to get the full picture. You're not going to see you're not going to see what's revealed because you've not accepted the, the truth that this is a water bottle or that the truth was is that this was covered up. So there's so many things that, that God wants to bring and to highlight on to us. And, and so before I continue just to keep going, uh, maybe Daddy, maybe you want to throw something in there. Well, you know, I thought about when uh, when Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do man say that I am? You know, some say you're Jeremiah. One said you're the prophet who did But he said, but who do you say that I am? Mm, that's good. And you know, Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And he said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father, which is the Father? The Holy Spirit. Yes. See, that was revealed knowledge made, made to Peter to yeah. who Jesus was. And see, God wants to do that same thing to us when we pick up His Word Amen. and when we read His Word, the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to who Jesus really is. You know, just like you think about this morning, Jesus loved us so much. You know, we've heard this all of our life, but if we can just get a revelation of what He went yes. through, He went through to pay our sin debt, every man's sin debt. Because yes. the Bible said the wages of sin, the price for sin is death. What is death? Death is separation, separation from God. From God. And that's what's going to be so bad about hell. People are going to be separated from God. They won't know God's goodness and mercy no more. Never See? ever have the opportunity to experience. So this is how we know God. You, you, you read this. 
and the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to the Word of God to reveal to who you Jesus is and His love, that He, how He loves us. You know, we can't, we can't really, you know, that you said it's, it's agape love. It's mm -hmm. unconditional. We can do nothing to cause God to love us less. All right. And see, we don't know love until we know the love of God. Right. You know, I look, I look at the way I love my wife. I never knew I could love a person like I love her. But it's because the love of God lives in mm -hmm. me that I can love people the same way. That's so good because, that, but when you think about it, you know, uh, me and Becky's been married for almost 25 years. And then I think about how uh, we both allow, and I, I'm, I'm going to let my wife carry some of this blame as well, <laughs> that we both allow because it was a, it was a group participation that we both allowed Satan to rob so much from our marriage. But in these last several years, the way that me and my wife will love each other, well, I'll speak for myself. Um, and I think, you know, being her husband, I think I can speak for her as well, uh, to a point anyways, <laughs> is that I've learned to love her in a realm of love that I've not understood yeah. before. And, and to catch that, it's just like you said, to catch that revelation. And what's the revelation? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into it yet because I do, but I don't because I, I've, I've allotted a little bit of time into this to, to speak about um, revelation if we could. But, but, just to, but when we caught that revelation of, of, of what he did for us, is that what nobody else could do? And, and what he's done for you is what nobody else could do. And so so it, it, it put me and my wife in, in the point of, okay, so now I can love her like Christ loved us. Yes. Because what, what was the, you know, uh, Paul, Paul spoke and he gave the commandment or he spoke the word and he said, husbands, love your, wife. love your wives as what? Christ loved the as church. As Christ loved the church. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a tall order. But when you think about it, honestly, when you think about it, you can love her the way that Christ loved the church. So, so some people may put this in mind. So if I love my wife the way that Christ loved the church, then I must be willing to die for, to die for yeah. her. Yeah. And so, so what husband in here, oh, there's three of us in here, and I hope all of us raise our hand. So which husband in here would say, I would die for my wife? I would. I would. I would. I wouldn't even think twice yeah. about it, and, and I would do it. Yeah. And so, because that's that's something that we've been commanded to, and and I. But I think it goes so much more than the point of just the physical dying for her wife. I think it's the suffering that comes along yeah. with it. That that fellowship of suffering, and I'm not talking about suffering from your wife. I'm talking about suffering with your wife. Yeah. And because, you know, uh, we'll say this, and I know we're getting off topic here a little bit, but but we know that uh, God created women that they, they're emotional. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah. because they fill in where us men leave off. Exactly right. And, and God has called us to, to uh, uh, we're thinkers. We use our brain. <laughs> what little bit we have sometimes, right, Brother Richie? <laughs> sometimes we don't think it all the way through. But but we're more of a thinker. We we become more methodical 
uh, in this process where a, a woman may have the tendency to be drawn by her emotions about making decisions. But see, that's the good part about it is that I have the thinking part about it and my wife has the feelings for it. So she, she's, I don't feel like you should. I, sometimes I don't like what she feels sometimes, but I, I will take to heart what she feels. Yes. Um, even though it may not be what I always want to hear. So to get back onto topic here, uh, if we could. So the truth that the Holy Spirit brings really? and gives cannot be received by the world. What do you, what do you mean by the world? So, so if, if what he what he brings to the table, the truth that I said, I want to stand up so bad. What the truth that the Holy Spirit brings to the table, the world can't receive it. Yeah. Why can the world not receive it? What do you say, dude? Uh, they're opposed to God, you know. The world is the opposite of who yeah, God is. Yeah. They're opposed to Him. They're, they're not on the same page. Their thought process is not the same. We see that all throughout history, and I'm talking about not just history in our history books, but the history that God's left us, is that man is so wicked that they're opposite of God. Well, why do you think that God wiped the earth and started over again with Noah? It's because of men's wickedness. Yeah. And he saw their heart and he saw their wickedness. And wickedness doesn't begin with an act of wickedness. It begins with a thought, yeah. a thought, and it gets into your heart, and that's what it becomes. How, how many of us has ever had bad thoughts mm -hmm. before we even mm -hmm. acted on them? Yeah. And then it's like, and but if, you, if you begin to think about it, man, if I follow through, if I follow through with this, what are the repercussions of yeah. this? So, so, so that's the that's the what the what we that's what the holy the Holy Spirit's bringing. That, our, that, that the, the physical part of us is hard to receive. But that's why, you know, Jesus looked at Nicodemus and he said, you must be born again. Born again. You know, so, and I, I, and I would hope to say that each one of us here has made a confession, you know, that, that we're not just a quote unquote Christian, but we are Christ followers, that we are following his word. And each one of us knows where our lives are with him. So, 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 so the meaning of being in the world is this, this opposite of God. Yes. It's opposite of his nature. So, so how did first John, what, what did John, how did he define sin? Hmm. Just, well, I don't know how he'd really define it, but sin is disobeying God, you know, choosing your own ways over God's way, you know? Yep. You know, that's what happened with Adam and Eve. They disobey God. Adam disobeyed God, and that separated him from God. Yes, uh, John, so First John chapter three verse four says, "Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to God." Yes. yes. So, so and this is what we talked about: is that the world can't receive yeah. is because of the sinful nature. So, so when there's sin in our life, it's hard for us to get revelation. It's hard for us to see the revealing of who God really is yeah. is because we've allowed so many th other things that's opposite of God that we've become uh, we've become um, 
uh, just distracted with it. Yeah. And we've allowed sin to take root in our lives. So follow along with me to uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. And I'll read this in the TPT version. Because uh, as I read and looked over stuff, I was like, it, the, the TPT just brought so much uh, highlight to what uh, what the Lord was speaking to me on. And it said, When the apostle in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had accepted God's message of life, they sent Peter and John to pray over them so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. For they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and were yet to have have the Holy Spirit fall upon them. So if we stop for a second, if you quit reading, what was what was the Holy Spirit to do? He was going to reveal what? Reveal truth. So so there was so what they were lacking here was they had been baptized, they had received Jesus, yeah. but what they were lacking was they were lacking a truth. They were lacking a revelation. Yeah. They were lacking the fullness. So so Peter and John were sent to what? To lay hands, lay hands on. on them. So and after when we finish here today is what I want to do is I want to lay hands on y'all, uh, if you allow me, and to impart into you the very same thing that's been imparted into yeah. me. So we'll continue on here with verse 16. For they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and were yet to be filled uh, or to have the Holy Spirit fall upon them. As soon as Peter and John arrived, they laid their hands on the Samaritan believers, one after another, and the Holy Spirit fell and filled each of them. So when Simon, now, now this was Simon the sorcerer, he was a magician. And so, so let's let's find out what he is thinking here, what his thought process is on this. So when Simon saw how the Holy Spirit was released through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he approached him and he offered them money. So so before we go to the next slide is what I wanna I wanna bring out here just for a moment if we could is that revelation can't be bought. No, no, it cannot. It can't be bought. You know, it's uh it's uh so, so let me say it this way. In the scripture, it says that Jesus or the Lord reveals his secrets to who? His friends. His friends. Yeah. So, so when you go up here to Foo Line or to Piggly Wiggly or the Wally World or Walmart or the Sam's Club, do you begin to just stop somebody in the aisle and just begin to tell them your secrets? Do you begin to open up to them and tell them the most inter- parts the most interesting things the very things that turn you do, do you have that conversation with them no but why not because you don't know them you don't know them no. and so so when we get back the word to know to know it carries an intimate intimate type of, of of in your relationship with god it it, it talks about to know him so when when we when we the when we relate the word to know, we put it in the same reference of fellowship. Yeah. Because because now you're in mutual movement together. So so you're not having that conversation with somebody in the store that you don't know because you're not on the same page. You're not mutually moving together in the same arena. But I tell you what, let me tell you this. If you walk in the store and, and the Holy Spirit just moves upon you. Or if you just begin to talk about Jesus or you hear somebody over talking about Jesus, then what are, I know what I'm quick to do. And I, my, my dad's probably the same way is I'm quick to make conversation yes, with them. Yes. Why is that? Because mm. we're mutually associated. Yeah. We're on that same page. 
we we have that same thing at heart so what we begin to do is we begin to it's like when i talk to my dad during the week once or twice a week maybe three times sometimes depending on what's going on but we begin to we uh, within that relationship that fellowship that and when and when our communicating is that we begin to speak the things that god's been revealing yeah. to us you know and and you know and dad was like oh lord's revealed this to me i've had some revealed knowledge and and that's what we call that when when the disciples uh, was with Jesus and he said, hey, who do men say that I am? So what Peter got there was called what? Revealed knowledge. Revealed knowledge. Yeah. It was revealed to him. It was unknown, but it became known to him through how? Is through his relationship yeah. Yeah. with God, through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, so if I could continue here, uh, let me get on to uh, verse 19. So I'll read verse 18 just so we can pick back up to where I left off. So Simon yeah. saw how the Holy Spirit was released through the laying on of, hand, of the apostles' hands. He approached them and offered them money saying, I want this power too. I, I want to be able to I want this to be revealed to me about how much can I pay you for this. So he continues, he said, I'm willing to pay you for the anointing that you have so that I can also lay my hands on everyone to receive the Holy Spirit. But uh, Peter rebuked him and said, your money will go with you to destruction. How could you even think that you could purchase God's supernatural gift with money you will never have this gift or take part of this ministry for your heart is not right with god so so to just make this very plain is uh, let me ask you a question who's ever drove a really fast car before <laughs> how many of us have ever rode a roller coaster before yeah so so when you got off the roller coaster if there was a, a bystander that did not know what it was like but they were asking you, maybe they were just imagine, they were asking you questions, or what was it like to drive this fast car? What was it like to do this or to do that? Well, what were you trying to do to them? You were trying to reveal truth to them, but yet they had not what? No knowledge of it. They had no knowledge of it. They had yet to experience that. So it's hard to explain something to someone that they've not experienced. So the best thing that you can do is here's your ticket, you go get on the ride, then you come back and then you tell me. Yeah. Or here, here's the keys to the car, you go drive it, and then now you'll know what that feels like. So I'm sitting up here every single Sunday uh, to those that may be sitting here or to those that may be viewing us online, and I'm trying to give to you what's been revealed to me. Yes. But the reality is, is I'm just gonna be truthful. If you're not in this truth, as often as you can, then all you're hearing is just words. I mean, that's just, it's just that simple. It's that one plus one equals two, but yet we're looking for another answer. Yeah. We're not gonna get that revelation until we, until we do what? Starts with the E, experience it. He said, taste and see. That the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. Yeah. So you gotta taste it, you gotta eat, you gotta eat of it. It's just like my wife tried to get me to eat avocado and for years and years and years, and I'm like, uh, no, that's slimy, it's disgusting. And then all of a sudden, in January, while we were on our fast, because it's fruit and you can eat, you know, we could eat our fruit, uh, I probably eat one every single day now. I mean, like literally 
11 o'clock last night. I'm taking, slicing one up in the hole, putting salt on it and just eating it with a fork. And I didn't know, I didn't really understand what I was missing until I did what? Taste it. Until I tasted it. Now, some of you still have said, I've tasted it, but I just don't. It's kind of like, <laughs> there's some other things that I would say, I've tasted it, but man, that really ain't good. <laughs> I don't know what your taste buds are, but they are good. But but to each of us, we've got to taste God. We, we've got to taste not only His mercy and His goodness, but we've got to, ha we've got to have a revelation of who He wants to be in our life. And he can tell you, I can tell you who He wants to be until the cows come home. But the cows ain't coming home because He wants to reveal that to you. He wants to reveal His heart to you. He wants to reveal who He is to you. And, and He can't do that until what? Until you understand what the truth is. Do you understand what the truth is? You got anything, Daddy? No, not really. Not really. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so here's something. So, so, uh, um, okay. So here's something. I, I usually each week the Lord kind of gives me a little one-liner, and I know we have a slide on it. But here's the little one-liner that God gave me for for in this reference is what God has to give is not bought with money, but it does require an investment. And this investment is through the fellowship of suffering. If for for those that don't, and maybe I'll try to throw a link. I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if the icon pops up in this corner or this corner. But nevertheless, I'm doing that for those that are watching this online because I can I can add a little a little clip up there that they can click on that and they can go to to that certain sermon that we preached on in this series. But but this investment is through the fellowship of suffering, and the suffering as we just saw Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane this morning, how we open up in Scripture was that Jesus said, Lord, if, if, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me. But not my will, but your will be done. So Jesus saw that the suffering, as we've talked about it, and to highlight on this, is that suffering leads to a sure death. It's going to lead you to the cross. It's going to lead you to be separated from who you were. It's, it's going to leave you to be separated. Y'all remember me talking about the being refined, yeah. right? So when we're refined, when you take your gold, when you take your gold and you take it and you melt it down, well, what do you begin to do is you begin to separate what's real and what's not real. So when we go through that suffering with Christ, now we we know what's of God and what's not of God. And I've heard uh, Brother John Bevere say, "Is like, well, how do how do I know when I'm dead? <laughs> when I don't hurt you? <laughs> when I don't hurt no more? <laughs> so you know, I, you know, and I've even said it this week. I was like, Lord, kill me quickly, please, <laughs> because this is such agony for me. The things that's going on uh, within me spiritually, the struggle between my flesh." And my spiritual man, because Jesus said that the, that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. I actually said it in opposite order, but it still carries the same weight. So, so as we as we move forward to the meat of this message, I mean, we got like 20 minutes left, and we're gonna start getting into the meat now. <laughs> How many of you eat your vegetables first? No, you always go for the meat, right? Because you want to get full filled up on that. Well, uh, we're going to get to some little bit of meat here. So we ate the potatoes already. Now it's time for some meat. So as we move forward to the meat of this message, we want to bring to the surface the fellowship, excuse me, of revelation. So, Daddy, what is revelation? Ah, oh, I wish that we put that on. Give us Making some slide, something man. known yep. that was unknown. Yep. 
To reveal, or revelation means to make known what is unknown or to make clear. So, so the reality is, is uh, you know now, but play along with me for, for uh, teaching sakes, is that if, if, if all you saw was this, this napkin or Kleenex covering this bottle, but you really didn't know what it was until it was what? Revealed. Until it was revealed. revealed. So the truth, the truth will help us to understand the revelation. It will bring to light the revelation of something that's unknown. So to reveal means to just it uncovers, uncovers something. Yeah. It uncovers it. So so we've all had these conversations with people before and and so and so and then kind of the the, the, the story of this a synopsis of this goes this way. Well, now that I know how you really feel, you kind of imagine that in your head. Now that I know how you really feel, here's what we can do about this. So, so here's the reality is when we, when we catch the realness of what Jesus really feels for us, then we're going to be transformed because revelation brings transformation. It brings transformation. Yeah. So it transforms us into he's called us to be. Yeah. It transforms us into the likeness of his image. So so this is where we're tying in that you know because the revelation brings transformation and it transforms us into who he's called us to be into his likeness. And as we go all the way back to the first part of this series is that is that that was what we were created for is we were created for fellowship. Yeah. We were created for his likeness. We were created for his image. So how can we be moved into what he's called us to be? until it's revealed who he is. Yeah. So when he's revealed to us, when we see the actuality of who he is, when we allow truth to reveal, to bring that revelation, then we catch that aha moment. You know what the aha moment is? <laughs> oh, Eureka, uh, epiphany. Um, I don't have one, uh, a light bulb. You know that, right? You have that light bulb moment. Okay, so we've all had that light bulb moments, right? So, so if we go back to, to, uh, and we'll get into that here in a minute. So, uh, so as we mentioned last week about grace, y'all remember us talking about grace for those yeah. of you that were here, those that may have viewed us online, and and grace is God's empowerment. So, so as we may mention last week about grace and the revelation of grace that the Holy Spirit had spoken to Paul. So, what I want to read this again. And now, last week's message is tying into this week's message. So read along with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. He said, so what I did here was that last week I started at verse 9. So this week, I'm going to give you a little bit to what led up to verse 9. He said, so even though I have received such wonderful revelations, revelations he, he received something that was unknown yeah. to him. It became known about what grace really is. He said, and once I've received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. So he said on three different times, I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is sufficient is all you need my power works best in your weakness. your weakness so now i'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of christ can work through me so so uh, paul received 
Paul received this revelation because it was something that was unknown to him. And what did Jesus do? He made it known to him through what? Through the Holy Spirit. So we put a lot of emphasis, we're putting a lot of emphasis on a relationship with God, that fellowship with God, uh, having uh, understanding that, that through this grace, through this grace we receive, we, re we can receive this revelation because Paul otherwise would, would not have known. So let's move on to another passage of scripture that we see the appearance of revelation. You know, Daddy touched on this already, uh, but we're going to circle back to this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. And it said, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Verse 14. He said, Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked him, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has what? Revealed. So what does reveal again Uncovered. mean? It uncovers to make known, yeah. to make clear. And see, and, and even though they had heard Jesus uh, uh, referring to himself as the Son of Man, the Son of God, or being the Messiah, being the one that came to take away the sins of the world, now all of a sudden Peter had that aha moment. The light bulbs went off for him. And, and 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 where did he receive this revelation from, from again, the Holy, Eddie? The Holy Spirit. From the Holy Open Spirit. His eyes to it. So 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 if we could if we could just elaborate a little bit because some some people here may not understand or may add, may be asking the question about but he received it from the Father, but you're referring that the Holy Spirit is the Father. You want to highlight on that for well, a minute? Well, I look back when uh, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and she conceived. And she brought forth the Son. So, who was the Holy Spirit? He was the Father of Jesus. He was the Father of Jesus yeah. Christ. And, and the, you know, the Father is in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand. But Jesus, the Holy Spirit is here on earth in us. He abides in us. He right. lives in us. Right. So, He's a perfect gentleman. We have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And we have to ask for His help and guidance because He's a gentleman. And, you know, and He'll reveal the Jesus to us as we read the Word of God. And you know, we don't have to live this life in our own ability. Right. That's the reason we need the Holy Spirit. I tell the Holy Spirit, I said, just as my physical body needs air to survive, I desperately need you the same way so I can live spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and once you receive that revelation, once you receive that from the Holy Spirit, then it, then it continues on here with this in, the, in, um, in, in verse 18. Because well, he said, hey, uh, my, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, you did not learn this from any human being. It wasn't a communicated knowledge. It, it wasn't something that somebody was sitting down teaching him. Because some, uh, you know, that's why we, 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 uh, we speak so often, or I speak so often in the reference of don't hear my voice. But, hear the, but hear the voice within my voice. Within my voice, yeah. and and you see, uh, me and Becky finishes my sentences, and you, you can see me and Dad are, are on that same page because we we haven't received the fullness of the revelation, no. but we're, we've received parts here and there that kind of has propelled us 
into wanting to know more. So uh, any of, we've all been to this point, we've learned things, right? But how many times we can say that we've learned something that it sparked our interest that we want to learn more? Yeah, yeah. And so, so, and that's the thing is, is once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, there's nothing else is going to satisfy you. So, so you want more, you want more of it. It's just like mama's carrot cake that she brought for my birthday. <laughs> Everybody gets a little bit, but then I get the rest because I don't get it that often. No, I'm serious. But for real though, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but it's so good to me because it takes me all the way back to my childhood when it really became my favorite cake because I would watch mama in the kitchen. And mama, uh, I'm just gonna be guilty on this. Mama didn't buy cakes in a box. They came from scratch. So, and when they come from scratch, I call that cooking with love. <laughs> because, and you can tell the difference when somebody loves yeah. what they're doing so so it makes a difference in our life when somebody really loves the word when somebody really loves jesus because it's what they're they're passionate yeah, passionate for and, and and not only is the passion it begins to overflow yeah. it overflows into you sitting here it overflows to people that we can we come in contact with and so so ask yourself this question is how much of what god has revealed to you has it overflowed into other people now i know some of you are gonna say well i'm an introvert you know I, I i don't talk in front of people but the thing is is we've all been called to be ambassadors yes. and an ambassador is someone who speaks on behalf of, you know, so, and it's, now don't get me wrong, it's not always the words that you speak, it's the life that you yeah. live. People see that. And, and the only Jesus that some people ever see is the Jesus that's yeah. in us. Yes. So, so, so when we become, when we become that revelation for people to see, then they begin to see Jesus in a new way. So I want to continue on here with verse 18. I'm so notorious from, for, from deviating a little bit, if I could say that. Uh, but verse 18, but here's, here's what Jesus had to say to, to Peter is is this so um read verse 18 for us daddy now i say unto you that ye are peter which means rock and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates and and all the power of hell will not conquer it would not conquer break that down for us daddy ah the way i say this god is building his church on revealed knowledge of who jesus is you know, some people say he built it upon Peter's rock, but I may personally, I think he built it on that revealed knowledge. And that's what God is building his church today. Amen. It's on revealed knowledge that we'll know Jesus personally, a personal relationship with God. You know, so, and if we follow along with that, Daddy, and here's something that the Lord just kind of laid on me. Here's some revealed knowledge that the Lord laid on to me when we got into this, that upon this rock, you know, I will build my church. So upon this revealed knowledge is what I'm going to build my church on. And not church as in the four walls, not the house that we're sitting in, but we, the church, we, the bride of Christ. This is the church. And this is what he wants to 
build that relationship yeah. on. That's what he wants to build that fellowship on is revealed knowledge. Revealed knowledge. So, so when we get revealed knowledge, it says that the gates of hell shall not what? Prevail against it. It shall not prevail against it. So to prevail means to, to, to take a foothold, to begin to try to, to seize and to conquer. But Jesus said this is by no means is going to happen because you have revealed knowledge. Yeah. So revealed knowledge keeps you from being conquered. Yeah. So 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 here we go is that we can live that life that God's called us to live, but we've got to have revealed knowledge of who he is. So let's take this all the way back to the Garden of Eden. You remember the story? Yeah. So so if we remember the story uh, of Adam and Eve. So so before before God created Eve, He created Adam. Yeah. So when He created Adam, He said, "Okay, you know, I've given you dominion." He said, "And you can partake of any tree in the garden except for one of these trees, a tree of knowledge." And and so so God spoke that directly to him. And then after God gave that word to him, then He created, "Whoa, man." <laughs> Womp, womp, womp. It, oh, come on, work with me here. It was, whoa, whoa, man. He saw Eve, right? And he was just like, so he, anyways, I'm just going to leave that one alone. Y'all ain't, ain't with me on that one. Maybe maybe those are online. Maybe you follow me a little bit better on that. And if you are, maybe you come and join us next Sunday, and we'll continue with this series. Um, but then he created Eve. And so, so next thing we, we see within the scripture is that the serpent, which was the devil, he approached Eve, right? Yeah. So, and he approached her with what did God really say? So, so, so did it say in the scripture that God gave this word to Eve? <laughs> he gave it to Adam and, and Adam, therefore... Communicate. communicated this knowledge to her because she was aware of what was said but the thing is is it wasn't revealed to her she didn't catch that aha moment she didn't catch that epiphany she didn't catch the revelation of what of the importance of what's being said here so that's why sometimes those that are here those that are sitting online don't catch the importance of what we're saying each Sunday is because you're basing what you know off of being communicated. And what I'm here to tell you today is God wants so much more yes, than does. just to communicate yes, something yes. to you. He wants it to be revealed. And again, revealed is to uncover, to make clear, to, to make known what is therefore unknown. Yeah. So, so the serpent approached Eve. And he said, but did God really say? So... So when we have a knowledge or we, when we have a communicated knowledge, then we begin to question, did God really say? Yeah. Yeah. Did did God really say this in the Bible? Yeah, well, I mean, he read it in the Bible. They wrote it. You know, I'm reading it. So, yeah, it's there. But did it come off of the page? Did it, did it levitate before you and just smack you around a couple of times and say, hey, what are you doing? So... So as the, the, the serpent approached Eve, he approached her because she had only been communicated to. So, so what we're getting ready to see happen here is that Adam had revealed knowledge. And because he had revealed knowledge, the devil did not approach him. Ah, 
Oh yeah, following a little bit now. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me say it all in one sentence, because Eve was given communicated knowledge, and Adam was given revealed knowledge, direct word from God. Satan didn't approach Adam; he approached Eve. Now you follow me. So so what happened here was what Satan did was he prevailed against her. He prevailed against me and you in that same reference because we're we're man or woe man. Oh man. <laughs> is is that how many times have we been approached by Satan and and we've been distracted because we didn't have full knowledge of what was said here. So so we go back to the importance of of allowing truth to reveal to us the importance of who God is and who He is supposed to be in our life, who He wants to be in our life. And so, and if we only have communicated knowledge, well then we, we stand in the balance of, of being approached by Satan. Yeah. Being approached by Satan. You know, so within, and I'll just be transparent here with you, my struggle hasn't been in the process of Oh, well, did God really say he was going to give you a building? I've not questioned that part. My part, that my struggle is within the suffering of allowing self to be placed down and allow God to be lifted up above the situation. So, so Satan's not approached me in the reference. So here's what Satan's going to do. Satan's going to tempt you to disobey God. God's testing is if you will obey what yeah, he has to say. That's true. true. So, so... And I'll say that again for those that didn't hear me the first time. Satan comes to tempt you to disobey. God tests you to see if you will obey. Yeah. So, so when we walk in that arena this week, uh, where are we going to go? And we, we've got a few minutes left, and, uh, and, and it just always just happens to work out around that hour mark. So give me a couple more minutes. We're going to be closing uh, with this verse. In John chapter 14, uh, verses 21. You know, and it said, those who accept my commandments and obey, them are the ones who love me. And because they love me and my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. You know, you see, there's two conditions here. There's two conditions to be able to receive this revelation. Not just a revelation, the fullness. I mean, you you see the whole thing, and so in that we we got we've got to accept it. We got to accept it to be truth. And sometimes truth isn't what we want to hear, right? That's right. Maybe. Because truth does what truth challenges us. It challenges us to do more, to do better. But as we read in John chapter fifteen, Jesus didn't say just produce fruit. He said produce much fruit. Much fruit. So he's not happy with just saying, oh, I got, I got a little bit of fruit on the vine. I, got a I want more. Yeah. I want more. And that's why Pastor James, that's why so many other uh, ministers and, and, uh, and prophets and, and brothers and sisters, ambassadors of God, is challenging you to do more for God, to know Him more. He's called us to deeper. He's called us to more. And if we're ever satisfied with just doing just a little bit of fruit, well, then he's, it puts us in the same bracket of not doing what he's told us to do. And therefore, we become stripped and we're useless and we're no good but for the fire. Uh, again, you know, I'm not, ex I'm not expecting amens on that. And that's fine. 
uh, because I'm not here to tickle your fancy today. I'm not here to tickle anybody's fancy that may be viewing us online. So, so when you accept something, you accept it for its full face value. Mm -hmm. You receive it, you know, w whether we like it or not, and to obey. That if we go back to the book of Isaiah, I believe it is, it, say, it says that if you're willing, you eat the good. If you're willing and you're obedient, uh, yeah. you yeah. will eat the good of the land. Yeah. So, so when we think about that, is there's got to be the willingness and there's got to be the obedience. So again, we can we can see this prophetic being fulfilled in the book of Isaiah. I guess I've never really looked at it that way, but I guess just that aha moment for me, and maybe I'm overstepping my bounds a little bit, but to me it just seems so symbolic in that same reference that if you accept it, if you're willing, and if you're obedient, if you obey, then it's, it's the proof that you love me. And it said, because, and because of this, he said, I will love them, I will love you, and I'll make myself known. Yeah. I will make myself known. So how many of us just would just be honest with us, uh, with us today and just say, Lord, I'm missing some of this. I'm missing some of this. Yes. And there's so much more that you want to show me. But the reality is, is there's there's so much more that we need to be doing. There, there's all these stipulations that we need to be meeting to make sure that we're following the reference that God has called us to. So, so I want to not give you the challenge, but I want to give you the encouragement it's that God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to reveal to you what Satan can't come against. That's right. Amen. And that's what he wants to do. Let's just be honest. How many of us struggle with sin still? Mm. We still struggle with sin. And that's because we've not had a full revelation. And God wants to give us so much more. And, and, and He can only give us more if we allow Him to do that in yeah. us. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Daddy, will you pray us, sir, if you don't mind? Yes, Father, we just thank You for this privilege again, Lord. We thank You for Your Word that we have here today, Lord. And we know that Your Word challenged us, Father, to step up and to give You our all. Lord, that we can have that relationship with you that you so long to have with us, Father. Lord, let this word stir in our spirit throughout this day, throughout this week, that there's so much more, Lord, in what we are tapping into because you do want to reveal yourself to us. You want to, for us to know your thoughts, know your plans that you have for us because in your word, you said every day of our life was written in your book yes. before we lived the first day, Lord. You have a purpose and we have a, you have a plan for our life. Lord, help us to seek out and to know that plan, Lord, that we can walk in it. Do what you have placed us here to do, Lord. We only here for a short time. And Lord, help us just be about our Father's business to be a light, to be a witness for you, Father. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you for your word. Let it burn within our heart this week, Father. Let it be earned. Holy Spirit, remind us this week where we are with you and how we are walking with you. Father, we thank you for it. And we praise you for what you've done this day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Here, just even in, even in closing, Dave, is there anything else that the Lord's laid on your heart oh. that, that you just want to, uh, just to give us, you know, what God's laid on your heart? I don't ever want to take anything away from well, that. Well, I'm looking at this 
the words that have been spoken today, it's not been about you, about me. It is to challenge us. It's the Word of God is to challenge us. If we're not where the Word says we should be, it should challenge us, Lord. I need to step up. Amen. And I need that grace to empower me to do what your Word tells me to do. Yes. I need God's grace every day. You know, when, when, when I got this revealed knowledge from years back, being teaching, it was like I was walking in a room and it was dark and I was dropped something and I lost it. And I tried to find it with a flashlight and couldn't see it. And someone walked in and flipped the light, switched it on, and there it was right in front of me. It was revealed knowledge what the grace of God does into a believer's life. And when that revealed knowledge it makes you walk so much easier. You know, I can't live this life in my own ability. I need God's grace. And just like the scripture this morning said, loving me empowers me to obey God's commandment. Amen. So I don't have to do this in my own. That's right. The help of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason Jesus sent him. He's yes. our teacher. He's our comfort. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. So we have the Holy Spirit to help us in our walk with Jesus. So, so, so important. But I appreciate this privilege of coming. I maybe haven't said everything, but I'm grateful to be here. You know, yeah, it's always a pleasure to have you, Daddy. It, it's uh, I, I'm so thankful. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm beyond words. Uh, very appreciative to uh, to the lifestyle that I've seen my mom and dad live before me. You know, did I see them fall and fail? Absolutely. But we're not human if we hadn't. Do you That's ever true. learn anything if you hadn't failed? Did 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 you learn that something was in the way if you didn't fall over it? And you know, and it's like Dad said. You know, it's uh, uh, looking around in the dark with a flashlight's one thing, but when but when it's daylight or when somebody flips a light switch on, it's a game changer. Yeah. And to have that game changer uh, makes the world of difference. Yeah. You know. You know, this relationship with God is not for the birds. It's not for the old people. It's for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, again, we go back to what Jesus said. You know, said, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he loses his soul? Yeah. If he gains everything, if he gains all the popularity, if he gains the prettiest woman, if he if he is more cut, if he's cut like Brother Richie is, he's flexing on me, Daddy. Look at him. <laughs> but... But if, if we gain all these things, if we gain all these things, but we lose our relationship with God, mm. then what did it profit us? Yeah. Because Daddy just talked about it this morning. Hell is, uh, hell is, is are the flames are going to be bad? Yeah, the flames are going to be bad. Is the heat going to be bad? Is the agony going to be bad? But the reality is the worst part about that Separation from it's God. separation yeah. from God. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, we've all felt the presence of God before, right? We've heard God, we felt God tug at us. Yeah. And some of us, we would explain, man, I got chill bumps, goosebumps. goosebumps. And, and that is, that is that's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit moving upon you. And that's just how your body reacts to it. But the reality is, is that you'll never, ever, ever get that opportunity again yeah never so so when we begin to look at forever in the reference of eternity versus the little bit of time that we have now 
doesn't it make sense if, you, if I give you 15 minutes of my time, but I'm going to give you the next year, I'm going to give you all the time that I got for the whole next year if you just give me these 15 minutes. See, but that's the reality is that as Peter is described, as we've seen other apostles, is that right now is just a little while. It's just a little while because a day to God is a thousand years yeah. to us. So, so when we begin to look at it in that reference, is that it's just a little while. It's just a little while. We, we, all we got to do is suffer persecution. We've got to suffer uh, these things that, that to not succumbing to the flesh or being like the world. I got one more thing. Yes, sir. When you get born again, this flesh didn't get saved. That's right. It still wants to crave and do the things it has always done. The spirit man is renewed, but we have to die to the flesh. You know, even worshiping God, you lift your hands up and worshiping God, your flesh say, don't that look silly? Mm -hmm. You know, how can you watch something, you worship something you don't see? But that's what we have to say. God is a spirit. Yes. I don't care what this flesh say. I'm going to worship God from my heart. So even if you miss the mark, be quick to repent. Because, you know, as we was reading earlier, the Spirit of Truth, He said He would never leave us. Even if you turn your back and walk away from God, the Holy Spirit is still there. Mm-hmm. And He'll be with you until the end. Right. Whether you accept Him or you reject Him. That's right. And we go back to that word truth again, the, uh, um, aletheia. And, and, it, and it means truth or reality or to unveiled reality. So, you know, this was something the Lord showed me yesterday while I was out there cutting grass and doing my me time. Uh, but the Lord said, those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Boy, that can, wow. <laughs> Go ahead. But I'm just saying, I mean, you, you're catching that already. Yes. Is, uh, is that in truth? And it's got to be unveiled, well, uncovered. Even worshiping. You know, I remember one time the Lord spoke to me, said, I'm looking. And it was like I seen my, his hand over above his eyes. He said, I'm looking for true worshipers. So when I hear that, that means they are false worshipers. false worshipers. There's some people that goes through the motions, even over their relationship with God. They, they're Sunday Christian, and they go through the motion. But God said, I'm looking for true worshipers, those that would worship me in spirit. Mm-hmm. And in truth, those are being led by the Spirit, and those are walking in truth of my word. That's what God said I'm looking for. And that truth is unveiled. Yeah. It's manifested. And so, so and that's, I mean, that's the Greek word for truth, and you can't make these things up. No. You know, it, it may seem like it just, it, it, it just goes together so wonderfully, but when you just think about the wonderfulness that so many different authors in three different continents over a span of 13, 1400 years that, that they that God inspired them to write something that makes so much sense. Yeah. And and if 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 I let's just even say somebody that may be viewing us online, I don't know, because I've got some viewers that I have no idea who they are. And the reality is is if I write a part of a book and then you write the other part of a book how much sense are they going to make? Yeah. But when you're in mutual movement together, when you're in that fellowship together, it makes all the sense that it's yeah. supposed to make. Um, again, I'm just going to close on that. We went, we went over a little bit, and that's fine. 
Uh, because Pastor James likes to talk so much sometimes, I get very passionate about the Lord. Uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, Daddy, I didn't get to let you speak as much as you probably wanted to today <laughs> or maybe had anticipated. Uh, but again, I thank you for being here. It's a pleasure being here. Um, and we'll close out again, as always, tithe and offering. You know, give what the Lord's laid on your heart or give what the Lord's commanded you to give. And uh, and we'll go from there. And then we'll, we'll start prepar- uh, preparing for some lunch. As long as y'all save me a biscuit. Anybody got anything in their hearts or minds before we close? All right, y'all are beautiful. God bless you. We love you. Ah.